Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jokey Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Good morning. Are we all right? That was tricks. Yeah, not far bad. Can't complain. I was actually ill the week before this one, but I'm glad I'm all better now. Good. Because We're you, glad you're better. I can give 100% of myself to this. 110%. That's, that's what football managers always ask for. So that's what we'll grab. <laughs> Definitely. Right, shall we kick off with the news then? Yeah. Uh, this past Thursday, we had the BAFTA Game Awards 2022. We did. I think we all did fairly poorly. Well, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. Uh, but, yeah, so we just go through the winners. And then, yeah. as just alluded to, we went through our predictions uh, last episode. And we'll see what happened there. Okay, so the best animation was won by Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Artistic achievement was won by The Artful Escape. Audio achievement, The Returnal. EE, Game of the Year, was Unpacking. Uh, British game, Forza Horizon 5. Debut game, Tome, Toem. I don't know how they pronounce that. Uh, evolving game, No Man's Sky. Family, Chicory, A Colourful Tale. Game Beyond Entertainment was Before Your Eyes. Uh, game design, Inscription. Multiplayer, It Takes Two. Uh, music, Returnal. Narrative, Unpacking. Original property, It Takes Two. Performer in a leading role, uh, Jane Perry from Returnal. Performer in a sporting role, Kimberly Brooks from Psychonauts 2. Technical achievement, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And best game was won by Returnal. What's our thoughts on all that then? More Returnal wins than I thought they were going to be. Mm. Four in total, I think. If you include the best performer. Yeah. I was I was shocked to see uh, Returnal pick up some stuff. Well, I thought he might win well, something, was... but not that many. No, I, yeah. I was shocked, probably the wrong word. Surprised yeah. is probably the better word, but not shocked. It's like, I have heard it is like a, is a very good game. It's definitely one of my sort of pick-up lists at some point. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's one of those, again, where like I, I looked at the Game Awards and seen how how much it takes to pick up. It's like, yeah, I'm sure I'll do the same with the BAFTAs. And then the BAFTAs always like, ha ha, you fool. Yeah. So. It did win a couple, though, uh, it takes two. Yeah, and, it did uh, pick up. Joseph Ferris, just, did you see his speech? He was just brilliant. Just go I didn't him. know. Oh, he's, he's just an amazing guy. Mm. <laughs> uh, and Maggie Robertson, not winning. I think that's probably shocked. I was incredibly shocked. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, who's... who's Who's Kimberly? Who's this person? I'm telling you, if that was public voted, <laughs> we know that's what Maggie Wilson would have won. Mm. But um, the EE Game of the Year, so the one that is voted for by the public, uh, so that was won by Unpacking. I was kind of thinking maybe maybe Metroid Dread might get that one. And the reason behind is because obviously that was his only nomination. Mm. So I thought the public might go, what, what, what's going on here? You've not, you've not nominated them in any of the category. Let's give it some love. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised Metroid Dread wasn't in more things, especially for something like animation. I thought animation-wise, it was pretty good. Yeah, I really. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some weird, weird emissions throughout all of them. Like, I, I still pretend I don't know what it takes to was doing in multiplayer. Well, well, well. Well, it's more than it? one. Per, <laughs> more than one person can play it, so it's multiplayer. I argue that it's cooperative. But not multiplayer. 
surely multi is just more than one, isn't it? Yeah, that's how I would. I was seeing multiplayer as being more than two. <laughs> well, well. Those are my eyes. Well, clearly, well, well. No, no, no. Check it out on the, the Bafta Academy. <laughs> did you announce the the, the evolving game? Uh, evolving game? I did. No Man's Sky. I can't recall if you did, to be fair. Yeah. Which just seems to be always there. I'll say that. Yeah. I guess, it, I guess it, that's what evolving game is, isn't it? They're just well, always there. <laughs> if it's still evolving and yeah. it's doing it well. <laughs> I think that's why people start making these live service games. It's just like so they keep, keep churning these rewards. Keep, keep on getting these rewards. Yeah. Getting free rewards. Yeah. All right, uh, shall we go on with our predictions then? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So I'll start by saying this is the closest one we've had really? yeah oh. between all three of us oh. so in third place it's nathan oh i knew it oh. <laughs> with four four wow not bad in I've second place <laughs> in second place it's me mark with five and matt wins with six Jesus. Not too uh, much yeah. in it. What did I get? Oh, I'm just looking through. Is animation uh, British game? We all went with British game. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, Forza. Animation British. You won, te- evolving. you won technical achievement. Uh, and yeah. family. So Chicory and Corporal Tail. I think they were the ones that got you through. Over the line. The other ones, I think we, you were you were had the same choice as someone else. Oh, okay. I was surprised because I knew Nathan had had the more. Oh no, it was you, weren't it? You had you had uh, multiplayer, Mark, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's I did. probably why I got you over. <laughs> I thought I, I thought you had uh, it takes two, Nathan. Yeah, I thought I put myself a bit too heavily into it takes two when I got to a certain point. So like, right, I've got to try and diversify. <laughs> I try and diversify this. <laughs> I'd say because I, I I watched the wars and I did this along with it, and you went on a good run, Nathan. I thought, oh no, he's going to start taking it. Yeah. <laughs> just just like, racking up the points. I know, I know they changed. I'm like, oh, too bad. <laughs> Maybe next time, Nathan. Maybe, Maybe yeah. next time. Yeah. Right, should we move on to some else then? Yeah. Uh, new PlayStation Plus. Should we have a chat about that? So we did talk about this. Well, Matt mostly talked about this on the last pod because it was like, because <laughs> it was rumoured, wasn't it, about what was yeah. what the thing was going to be. Yeah. And then, funnily enough, just as we released that pod, as I predicted on that pod, it got announced on the day that that got released. But it's been confirmed, so basically we've got three tiers as suspected. So we've got PlayStation Plus Essential, which is pretty much just exactly the same as current PlayStation Plus. So you get your two downloadable multi-games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for games, online multiplayer access. Yada, yada, yada. Now, I think the prices stay the same for that, isn't it? I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we get PlayStation Plus Extra. So this provides all the all the benefits for the essential tier, and it adds a catalogue of up to 400, uh, and I quote, of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalogue and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable to play, which is good. Streaming, no, 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 no. Have done of that. But then that goes up to 84 quid a year here in the UK. Worth it, you think? An extra £34 a year if you are paying the normal price for it. For 400 games, it's not bad. So, I'm guessing 
Plus. I don't know if this has been confirmed or anything, but you know the PS Plus connection thing? Mm. I'm guessing that's been taken off this basic one and being applied to this. I suspect. Because otherwise, what's the point? I'd imagine I don't, so. I don't, I don't know if that's been mentioned anywhere. But then the collection isn't that big, though. It's like, what, 8 to 12 games? Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's like the like it's the got top premium games. Yeah, it's there. got premium games, isn't it? It's going to pull people mm. to it. No, yeah. I'd be surprised if they had left it onto the. I mean, I'd hope they left it on, but I doubt it. I think they're, they're going to shift it, aren't they? But then we get on to the third tier, which is PlayStation Plus Premium. This provides all the benefits from essential and extra tiers. Uh, it adds up to 340 additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming, a catalogue of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2 and PSP generations. Uh, offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. Customers can stream games until PS, uh, sorry, using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. But they also get time-limited game trials, which will be offered in this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy. Why would it, why why would you just do that to everyone? <laughs> that seems a bit weird to keep into that bracket. Well, so they could charge you for it, obviously. Well, yeah, that should just be a standard thing to me. But games in it. <laughs> Modern gaming, should I say? Well, that, that's it. Like as as gaming moves forward, you know they're going to try and do whatever they can to nickel and dime you. Yeah, uh, but that one will be a hundred quid a year. Mm. Steep. Just a bit. Yeah. So what's your what's your plans then? I mean, for me, sticking to the essential. <laughs> I've got no desire for the rest. Yeah, I think I'll be the same early on, at least until I see. A release of like the full library of what they're going to be offering. Yeah, I don't know. It's just price. Mm. Just, I can't with the amount of games that I've already got left to play. I can't really justify that. Going back to classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a massive collection just like sat right here, just like the the stack of shame, basically. Of so many <laughs> games. Not and not just on PlayStation. We're talking about like Steam and Xbox. So. I think I'm sorted. Yeah. I mean, it's why I don't even have Game Pass. <laughs> don't need it. Just something else to be upset about. I've got yeah. all these games that I can't... Oh, well, I'm not going to play. Yeah, so many games, too little time. <laughs> that's adult life mm. now, isn't it? Well, that's it. We've now got the money to buy the games we want, but we've not yeah. got the time to play the games. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One of the things that I'd be interested in is how these PSP games are going to look, like blown up onto a big screen. Because like, at the time, they were like, I'd probably say between PS1 and PS2, maybe PS1.5-ish graphics. So it'd be interest, interesting to see how they are going to appear. Nah, it's going to be an accurate representation. It's just going to be a small bit in the middle of the screen. <laughs> That's it, you know, like your little boring gonna screen. Go, it's going to get really close to the screen to see it. They're going like, to have custom uh, graphics to surround it, like they do for like uh, when, you see, when you play classic games on Xbox, they have just oh, like yeah. a title on each side <laughs> or it's just repeated across the entire screen <laughs> like four like the same thing you, you yeah. put this in tile wallpaper mode yeah <laughs> As there's uh there's still no love for, for the ps3 why they, they're really great in that generation aren't they not well, being able it. to emulate it properly well it's because of that cell processor that was in the ps3 it's difficult to emulate 
Mm. I, I don't think there was a mention of PS3 games coming. Yeah, on premium, PS3 games available via cloud streaming. Oh, cloud streaming. Yeah, mm. so that's what's oh, going to be sorry. there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you'll be able to download them. Be too no, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, because apparently in, um, in the data center for PS Now, when you stream the PS3 games, they've basically got uh, machines with that cell processor running in a data center. So they've not been able to emulate it at all. They're just basically using PS3 hardware still to, and then they're streaming that directly to yourself. That makes sense. Which is insane, like 15, 16 years later that they can't do it. Yeah, unfortunately. Shall we Shall we move on to to, to a bit of sad news? Um, although it depends on your, I suppose, nostalgia for, for the whole event. Um, E3's dead pretty much <laughs> well well cancelled well, well, yeah. we'll so the basically digital event's been cancelled yeah so basically what happened is the, the original announced the physical event was cancelled wasn't it because of this omicron omicron variant of covid-19 of course mm. um and then but the, i don't think there was any word about an actual digital event i think people just kind of assumed that they probably won because they specifically said the physical event so yeah, people people are kind of, I think kind of assumed that there's going to be a digital event, but there was never any official word on it. But now they've officially, as you said, they've officially said it. So they said in a statement, we previously announced that E3 would not be held in person in 2022 due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19. Today we announced that there will also be no digital E3 showcase in 2022. Instead, we will devote all our energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Do you think that's it for E3 then? Do we think it's dead? I mean, I know they said they're going to re-regulate it, etc. But do we believe it? I think this year that they're going to have out is going to kill them because other company, well, all the other companies that would have been at E3 are going to find ways to showcase their games. And I imagine if they do their own thing, it's going to be a lot cheaper than getting the E3 banner. And by the time they've done that, They'll have, they'll have moved on and have their own way of doing things, mm. as we've seen like throughout the last couple of years. Yeah. I I think it depends on how big the Summer Games event's now going to be. Yeah, Whether that's going to be like now the premium event to show off games. Because mm. you know once this this got down, Jeff Keir was like, yes. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Apparently, uh, shortly afterwards, he cheekily twi- uh, tweeted a wink emoji, <laughs> reassuring people that Summer Game Fest was going ahead. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how E3 can come back. I do with... think some people will fill the void, though. I think yeah. some developers will do some things. Yeah. But well, in their own methods. Mm. Well, he has always had his own kind of summer thing for the last few years, separate from. E3, um, Sony started pulling away, doing their own thing when they wanted to. So, is it the future game show as well? I think, I think that's separate as well. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who, who does that one now. Uh, I forgot. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a sad day because I think we've all got memories of sort of getting home and watching the E3 events when they're going live and stuff. Yeah, the showcases. But I can I can see, well, 
it's sort of bittersweet. I can I can understand the reasoning totally about why. Yeah. I mean, as you said, why would you pay so much money for this? You know, when you can do your own thing for cheaper. And the thing for me is, as games have got more complicated, people are announcing things way too early. Yeah. It's mm. like if you're going to have a yearly event, only show the things that are going to happen in the next year. I don't want to know something that's in like six, seven years from now. You know, I just, I just don't understand why developers are doing that sort of stuff. But well, I guess it's because they're kind of forced into showing something, isn't it? And I think that's the point. Well, isn't it's, it? it's the publishers, isn't it? The publishers. Yeah. Well, yeah. They've... But that's that's the point, isn't it? It's just get something but, out there. Yeah. We've, we've come into E3. We've got to show something. Yeah, it's fast staying relevant, isn't it? Because there's that many companies out there now that it's just you're scrapping tooth and nail just to yeah. get anything. I think that's part of the problem with things like crunch as well. It's, you know, you've shown this thing off now. You've got to work doubly hard to make sure it's, it's all right and ready to be released. I think it just puts unnecessary pressure on companies. That's the problem. Mm. But yeah, as you mentioned, that it is sad because I always loved going and watching those showcase events. You know, the Xbox and then obviously Sony's PlayStation. See which one? Always the judgment of which one was better. <laughs> Who announced the better games and things like that? That's it. Who's one e three? Always laughing at Ubisoft's Dance Dance Revolution, which they just showed off every year. But they had a they dance... always did mad stuff, didn't they? Don't yeah, they just had like a dancing cat on stage or something, something stupid like that. Well, we'll still have our our, our favorite memes from there though as well. It's like tag weak point for massive damage, giant crab enemy. That was apparently historically accurate in, in <laughs> Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> I remember that one. It's made us all sad. Yeah, I, I was just <laughs> well, like, I was thinking, like it's, it's been going for 26 years, and I know they said they're going to be coming back, but I think we've all just written it off now. It's, I mean, best case scenario may be that it does come back next year, and it'll be great because they've had a year to take out and and plan it properly with what they're going to be doing. Do you think it might be better if it starts like officially being like every three years or something like that? maybe two years it could be well it definitely take the pressure off developers to have to show things early wouldn't it and i think that would drive more people to be excited about it i think it needs to be more of like a, a public event as well because i remember there was, they had yeah. like a they had a stretch of years where it was literally just people in the gaming industry could go yeah, yeah. that was it it was like oh, what's, what's the point in that yeah it should be a celebration of games between everyone yeah. publishers developers gamers journalists etc media mm. but when you have it year on year and just the complexities of game making nowadays with all these triple a titles it just yeah. feels a bit you tend to like get the same announcements each year from the same company it's like oh we've we've had this game that we showed you at last e3 we've we've done more bit on it here have a look and then we're still waiting for that game for the same game it's just a bit pointless you might as well just do it like every three years or so, something mm. Well, then Jeff's going to be doing it every year, isn't it? <laughs> He's got that. Some yep. games rest in there every year. I'm going to take all the big announcements. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he had the next Witcher. Mm. Well, if E3's dead, then he probably will. Well, yeah, he'll have all of them. Speaking of Witcher, now you mentioned it, uh, there's going to be a Witcher cookbook. Is, is everyone just doing a cookbook? Yes. What's going on? <laughs> they we had the Tomb Raider one like last Tomb year. Raider. It's like a World of Warcraft. 
So this is from IGN. So Nerd's Kitchen and 10 Speed Press are releasing an official Witcher cookbook, and it's available to pre-order on Amazon. Fully trademarked by CD Projekt Red, the book will feature 80 recipes that promise a new level of immersion into the Witcher universe. Anita Sarna and Carolina Krupeka of Nerd's Kitchen, subsidiary Witcher Kitchen, have created the cookbook to emulate the foods that protagonist Geralt may encounter while hunting monsters on the path. The included recipes are all inspired by various areas of The Witcher 3, including baked fruits from White Orchard, snacks from the markets of Oxenfort, and a meal of fresh fish and mulled ciders from Skellig. Skellig? I don't know how you pronounce that. But I like the sound of the last one. I love that. Fresh fish and mulled cider. Yeah. Give me, yeah. please. And the hardback edition will go on sale on October the 25th. Wow. Yeah, I'm just looking on Amazon for it now. It's £23.10. And, and there's also a Kindle edition for £9.49. Scrolling down, there's even a Final Fantasy fourteen cookbook. Whatever would be in there. Beans on toast. I don't know. Hey, there, was on, there were beans on toast in the Tomb Raider one. <laughs> well, what can I say? Okay. <laughs> well, it's an English staple, isn't it? I thought she went uh, onto the rabbits and stuff. Yeah, there was there was like rabbit, rabbit stew and stuff like that. Rabbit on toast. There was also beans on toast. <laughs> Got rabbit. Or what was this in there? Tigers. Humans. Humans. Yep. 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 Get those in. Desperate times. Chickens. She threw those chickens around, didn't she? Bit, bit of frozen uh, that, that, that bottle that should of soup. Be like a, should be like a Legend of Zelda cookbook. Chickens. How to cook chickens. Don't hit them. Do not anger them. <laughs> well, seeing as there was a mention of Tomb Raider, we got news from, from Unreal about, uh, well, firstly, Unreal 5 engine is now out there for developers to use. Or, or anyone to use really if they want to use it and want to recreate the matrix demo if they want um there's actually there's actually a video of someone actually using that demo to create like a superman kind of flight thing it looked pretty cool actually but outside of that the sort of i suppose bigger news over that is that crystal dynamics have announced they're going to be making a next tomb raider and it will be using the unreal 5 engine yeah. Which should be uh, pretty tasty, I think, actually. I think it was previously announced that actually Witcher is as well, isn't it? Yes, on the next uh, game in the Witcher franchise. Mm. Yeah. The words they used uh, will be run on the Unreal 5 engine. Um, there's actually been there's been quite a few studios that have come out and said so their next game is going to be run on Unreal 5. Because yeah. I think um, TT Games as well, who obviously make the Lego game series. They're saying their next game will run on Unreal 5. Uh, moving away from their sort of engine that they've been made. Um, I think it was like a... There's an actual image of like all the studios that are going to be using Unreal 5 for their like next projects. There is a lot of them. Um, trying to remember if, if I could find the image I'd show you, but I think... Some of the selective ones was like um, the initi- the initiative, yeah. I think is it uh, the ones that are making the the gears game, yeah. Um, who actually helped actually help develop the Unreal Five engine thing actually. So their next game should be pretty good in the usage of of that tech. Who else is there's quite a few in there. Um, I found it here. So. Have you got it? Yeah. Uh, there's too many to read. But, um... Just any of the. Yeah. So, big. there's Double Fine, uh, Sumo Digital, Ninja Theory. 
Who else? Rare. Uh, CD Project Red, as we mentioned. Uh, Tencent Games. Mm. Uh, yeah, the initiative. The, the initiative. Uh, Remedy. Remedy, yeah. Idos Montreal. Uh, Obsidian. Obsidian? Yeah. Quite a few. Blue Team. I'd be surprised if uh, Rocksteady was on there. I can't see Rocksteady. No. Uh, maybe theirs is on four still, maybe. Yeah, they're probably the big hitters, but there's a few others. No. But no, exciting times. Yeah. Do you think, though, because this, this is something that I thought, um, thought about previously when um, everyone was kind of using the Unreal 3 engine, I think it was. Is it three or four? Do you feel like the games, a lot of games are going to feel kind of samey in terms of like... In what way? So, so what, one example I think of is that I always think that Batman Arkham Asylum, graphically mm-hmm. and, and, and in a way style-wise, is quite similar to Gears of War. Uh, yeah, I can, I can say that. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think games will not have a uniqueness to them if they're all using the same engine? But is that the same that is that through the same of the history of Unreal though? Has that always happened? Has that argument never been mm. mentioned before? I think the Unreal. I don't part... know. I think it might be just some of the some that's I've kind of noticed personally. I don't know if it's been brought by anyone else, but it might be when all these games come out at the same time <laughs> that you notice. That's the thing. It, yeah, it could be maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I know it's I know it's a really good engine for making very complicated models quite easily <laughs> i think i think on the face of it you might notice that but i think once you start playing the game you'll, you'll stop caring about that sort of thing because you'll just get involved yeah. in the story etc hopefully i think it's, it's it's one of those things that i think as we're going by generations it's harder to see where the innovations come from so now it's like mm. it's, it might be a bit harder to stand out like obviously yeah. you've got these indie games that are probably the at like the the threshold of like if you want games to stand out you're going to play indie games um not these triple a games also who is it ah i forgot i forgot it was someone it might be a studio that's working for sony or something i remember seeing seeing something about there's a there's a game company currently making a game that's gonna be like the first quadruple a game what does, like, like, what, like, what, what does what does even triple A mean? Like, what? How do we define this? I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I've never understood what triple A actually means. I just, I just only think it's got a big budget. It's um, yeah. What's the official term? Budget. The the A rating is normally used for the quality of gemstones, and I think it just transitioned over to um, gaming for some reason. I was wondering where you're going there with gemstones. I, was like, I thought you were talking about <laughs> like what? I thought you were making a joke with some gaming reference there. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm being serious. It's like it's how they grade oh, um, gemstones. They just decided to use it for gaming. I'll have to look that look that up. Anyway. Make, make a mention on the next pod. We'll let you know. <laughs> Did you hear about the Zelda Breath of the Wild two being delayed? Mm. Yeah. So the um, Sad face from that. He's really sad about this one. Well, I, I don't want to bring up Miyamoto's quote ever again. So <laughs> I think that quote yeah. gets used to death, so I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> so the franchise producer, I'm probably going to butcher this, um, A.G. 
Anuma. Um, so he came out and did a short video, uh, about 45 seconds. Um, so he opened with, he wants to give us an update about the new Breath of the Wild sequel that they've been working on. Mm. And uh, they basically basically apologised and said that it was going to be released in spring 2023 um, because they, I'll, I'm just paraphrasing, but they want to try and make it the best game that it possibly can be, um, which yeah. I think it's not the end of the world because I think Nintendo's got a fantastic lineup for this year. And I think oh, yeah. if Breath of the Wild 2 were to come out, that would just push them over the top in, entirely with everything that we've had so far and everything that we've got to look forward to from them. So mm. I'm not totally annoyed that we're going to have to wait another another few months to get our hands on that game. And I think yeah. there's enough stock there that Nintendo have got with us for us to be okay with that. But yeah, I mean, no. it, is, it is disappointing because we're going to have to wait a bit longer, but I mean, it's fine. I think we say this all the time when delays happen, like we've got enough to be playing, it's okay. Just make sure the game comes out in a good state and that's that's really all that matters. Particularly when it's like something so beloved. It's like, mm. you just want it to be right. You don't want it to come out backwards. It's the last thing you want. Rockstar. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. I, one thing I did enjoy, though, about the the, the video presentation, it, it was just simple and crisp. Like, mm. it was just, this is when the game's coming out. We're sorry. We're working as hard as we can to get it out for you. And that was it. And then they showed a bit of gameplay afterwards just to get us in the mood again. Yeah. Um, and that's all I think that's all studios need to do, just be open and honest with us about what's going on. Um, because as gamers, I don't think we're bad people or people in general. Some people are, but not us, obviously. Yeah, yeah some games are. Yeah. The thing I actually liked about the presentation as well, and don't know if you noticed, they actually showed something a little new that has hasn't been in previous trailers that's got people talking or theories and stuff. So there's like there's a bit in the trailer where Link is Holding the Master Sword, but it's kind of destroyed slash corrupted. Very, very intriguing. It's got, it's got people talking about what, what, what could have possibly happened to the Master Sword. But I'm sure we'll find out next year. Talking about games that get released before when they should. Uh, there's been an announcement from Konami. Like eFootball 2022 version 1.00 update will be released on the 14th of April. 1.00. Yep, that, that's what yeah. it's called. Well, it came out in a beta state, didn't it? So now it's coming out in this. This is the real state. eFootball now. Yeah. This this is the gritty reboot. That's what this is. <laughs> I did see um, I, I did see an article on, I think it was is it VCG, probably got that wrong. VGC, sorry, Video Game Chronicles. I think they got like a hands-on preview of the of the. Version 1.0000000. Does it actually play like a game of football now? Um, the same is it's a lot more crisper. Um, feels more responsive, and actually plays relatively well. Um, I don't think they got to play all of the version, like all of the features they're going to be next. I think this is where they're going to implement their ultimate team mode. Yeah. So, I don't think. Don't think they got their hands on that, but they they said it plays better than what it has done, which is good news, but maybe a little too late. Yeah, well, it's sort of like halfway between the year, between the next FIFA could come out now, isn't it? So. Yeah. Well, I suppose for those that are bored with FIFA, you've got you've got this. Could be a, yeah. an alternative. You never know. It's like sports football, FC. 
<laughs> well, eSports FC against EA Sports FC. This is going to be fun, isn't it, next year? Mm, yeah. <laughs> if I just keep it towards the announcements of delayed games as well, um, Sega have come out and said that Two Point Campus that was originally meant to be coming out on 17th of May this year is going to miss that date by quite a few months. Um, they've now pushed it back to the 9th of August. Um, I don't know if anyone here is looking looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm going to play it because I do like Two Point Hospital, but the thing is I've, I've not even completed that yet. So No, I've not. It gives me more time to do that. Yeah. So, I do really want to go back on that. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those games that like I'll, I'll go back to every now and then. I just it's just nice to go back to. I don't have to play it straight away. It's just yeah, yeah. nice little little like break in between game to play. <laughs> there was an announcement for another game as well, wasn't there? From an old franchise. Mmm, very old franchise. So go on. What was it? So, Remedy, uh, the guys who were making obviously Alan Wake. Um, I've come out and said they're going to be doing some, some remakes and some old games you might have known uh, called Max Payne. Uh, That's not what I was referencing, but fair enough. <laughs> ah, good point. Well, I said, Mark, you set it up. Yeah. yeah. Knock it down. Uh, no. Knocked it somewhere. No, carry on. Please carry on. Um, so, in an, uh, in an agreement with the original publisher, Rockstar, uh, Remedy have announced plans to remake uh, the original Max Payne and Max Payne 2. I think it was, was it like the fall of Max Payne? I forgot. So, uh, this will this will be made uh, for the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X and S. Um, and apparently it's going to have basically a, a, a budget of a what they've said, a typical Remedy AAA title production. Again, with, with the A's and stuff. Um, I'm actually kind of sort of excited about this because I've, I've tried, I've played the original Max Payne's and for lack of a better term, they are difficult. Um, Don't say Dark Souls. I'm not going to say Dark Souls because it came out before Dark Souls. So really, Dark Souls is the Max Payne of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm actually interested to see what, how they're going to do this. Um because there's also obviously there was Max Payne 3 as well, which came out some years ago. I can't remember now. But I, I truly can't get into that game really. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was about it. But no, very, very intriguing to see, see these games getting remade. It was actually Max Payne's 20th anniversary last year, funnily enough. Oh, so, yeah, later then. What are you doing? Yeah. Missed out on that one. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's good for Remedy. They're making quite a few games. I mean, what? They're working on Alan 2. Um, maybe the sequel to Control. I don't know how well I did or not. I mean, this is me just assuming at this point. But good for them. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what, what was you originally banning me up for? <laughs> so the thing I, I was referring to was... Um, so Monkey Island creator Ron Gilbert has announced that there's going to be a new one called Return yes. to Monkey Island. Yes. I love the Monkey Island games. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm, I think I'm gonna have to go back on them though before this comes out. Mm. But he actually posted the uh, the announcement on April's Fool's Day. <laughs> but apparently he's got like history of like just hating. Yeah, I've I've heard about this. April Fools. Yeah. 
So he just decided to actually... So he's been secretly doing this for a couple of years, this game, though. Mm. And he decided to make the announcement on April Fool's just to see if people would fall for it. But it's actually... It's actually for real. It's a real it's, game. Yeah. He's uh, posted a... Um, there's a trailer out there as well. Pretty good. Pretty cool. Looking forward mm. to that one. Speaking of April Fool's, I can't believe I fell for the um, April Fool's joke that Xbox came out with, saying that they were going to partner and help bolster PlayStation's PlayStation Plus thing by merging it with Game Pass. He legitimately thought it was going to happen. Yeah, I was like... He was like, have you seen this, Matt? And I they was can't like... They can't do it. They can't. Just yeah, you, way, you, just like, you just like in disbelief. And I was like, Nathan, do you know what day it is? And then you realised it was April Fool's. It's, it's the new PlayStation off. Plus. <laughs> yeah, it's the Game Pass Plus. Yeah, it's the secret. Premium. It's the secret fourth tier. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, the way you get that's it, you got to ring. You got to ring Xbox up and say Game Pass Four, and then they'll give it you. Yeah, I, I think it should, it. it should work by like having to connect the Xbox Elite Series Two controller to a play PS Five, and then it just suddenly. <laughs> Once it connects, you just got a message up saying like, "Well done, his tier four. <laughs> right, so we're talking about some good news for employees. Yeah, we love good news. I, for I employees. wish I had news for employees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is from Video Game Chronicle. Uh, so Capcom has announced plans to raise Japanese salaries as part of wider changes to its human resources operations ahead of an expected fifth consecutive year of record profits. So, from the beginning beginning of its 2022 fiscal year on April 1st, employees' average base salaries increased by 30%. And a new bonus system, more closely tied to the company's business performance, will be introduced. Mm, that's quite a healthy increase, isn't it? 30%. Oh, that's really good. That's very good. Because you know me, you, you hear when companies do record profits, then the next like month you see that they've had to cut jobs. It's like... Yeah. Wait, and that's yeah. Not, that's suddenly there's been a bonus but... applied to the... Like, the... Yeah, the CEO yeah, the CEO's bonus increase. Okay. It's just like, wait a minute, what? What's, yeah. what's happening here? That's not how it works. Yeah. Right. Would you let us know how much the games industry is reportedly worth in the UK for last year? No. No, you would not. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I'm guessing news. it's more than one billion dollars. <laughs> UK. Come on. Pounds then. All right. <laughs> So, according to the trade body UKIE, um, which I have no idea what that stands for, uh, last year, in 2021, the UK games market was worth a record $7.16 billion. Ooh. That beat the previous record of the year before, in 2020, which apparently recorded just, just $7 billion. So, it seems we are spending a lot more on video games this year. Uh, well, last year, I should say. I think this is uh, in conjunction with the pandemic. Oh, I'm sure it is. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure the pandemic was the reason why we beat the record in the first place. Yeah. Well, um, every every man and the dog were buying Animal Crossing, so... Isn't mm. that... So what's, what it says in terms of spending on the UK game industry, is that, what, games? Just us buying games? Um, so it's, it's not just games, by it's hardware. also... Yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's a combination of software and hardware. It's obviously um, the console's killing up, so. Yeah, so uh, just look through. So it looks as though the growth in hardware sales last year uh, offset a decline in software, which was down 6.32% in 2021. 
to 4.28 billion. Um, console hardware revenues count for 1.13 billion due to the strong demand of recently released PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, as well as the new Nintendo Switch OLED model. Um, so it looks as though the actual expenditure on games went down, whereas there was a rise in spending on consoles, which would make sense because yeah. they started, started to become slowly a little bit more easier to um, actually buy now. So Yeah. Apparently, mobile sales were flat year-on-year at $1.46 billion, where physical sales of new and pre-owned games both fell to just under 21%, which resulted to $511 million and $33.8 million, respectively. But I think you can definitely see that, like, media-wise, video games have just started to run away with it now. Like, video games are far more popular than stuff like music, movie industry even. So, have you guys heard of Virtual Photographer of the Year? I have not, no. What is the Virtual Photographer of the Year? Well, uh, this is taken from the Enemy website. It says, uh, during London Games Festival, a Red Dead Redemption 2 screenshot won a competition promoting the art of virtual photography. The winning entry was submitted by Joe Menzies and featured a silhouetted figure on horseback. All entries were displayed around Trafalgar Square as part of the London Games Festival. Uh, the challenge celebrates the new artistic medium of virtual photography, where creators can bring video game design and virtual worlds to life. From a stunning landscape to intimate portrait, candid street to abstract architecture, or historical to sci-fi fantasy, said London Games Festival. The competition was supported by NVIDIA Studio and The Fourth Focus, with the latter providing the judging for the content. All entries submitted to the contest have been made available in a Google Drive folder, including other shots from Red Dead Redemption 2, Horizon Forbidden West, and The Last of Us Part 2. I shall leave a link to that in the description for the, anybody who wants to have a look at those. They're really cool. I particularly like the uh, Forbidden West ones. But mm. Go check them out. They're actually really rather cool, what some people have done. A couple of them, I'm like, how's that made it into it? But <laughs> <laughs> So is this like... Um, so is this where... I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's not quite where they'll use the game's four mode. Because I think there is... There is um, I've seen... I'll be honest, I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. There is. Oh, is there? I remember seeing an article on Kotaku um, a while ago. I don't, I don't know where it was, but um, there is there is some there is a. I don't know if it's one guy or it might be sort of quite a few different modders. But if uh, say like a game doesn't have like a, a form mode or something, they'll actually create mod tools to sort of allow for them to be in, so they can like control the camera. At any state, so even like during sort of cutscenes or just any any time sort of during gameplay or whatnot, they can just sort of like stop the game and then like control the camera freely and stuff. Well, it might be that. But then actually thinking about it, Red Dead doesn't have a it's just like, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that isn't the case. But they're really nice. There's go check out that folder. It's really pretty cool. I'm just looking at the Red Dead one now and they've captured the lighting really well. Mm, I, I don't think it's the best one. In the thing, though, I, I, I don't think it's the winner. You don't think it's the best one? No. I don't like it, but I don't think it's the best one. I'm just looking at a Horizon Forbidden West one, and that looks really nice, that one. I think the Horizon ones are the best ones. Mm. Shall I finish with something funny? Yeah, why not? Right, you know the game, Elden Ring? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so, you know how in these From Software games you can invade other people's games, can't you? Mm. Yeah. So people have posted 
clips online of being invaded by people calling themselves Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) And what's been happening is that the player, titled Will Smith, just slowly walks up to the player, slaps them, and then just walks off. (laughs) And that's it. That's all they've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't, I have no idea what we're talking about Uh, as to what happened to the Oscars the the other week. Where Will Smith walked up and just cracked Chris Rock on stage. But yeah, Elder Ring from Software Games never fail to amuse. Do you know what? I'll, uh, if I can find it, I'll, I'll link it to you guys. But there's there's some, there's something um, similar in Elden Ring where there's a, I, I, th- I think it's like a, a set of weapons um, that allow you to essentially like roll on the ground and like continuously attack your opponents and whatnot. Right. Um, so someone did a, a character full in like blue skin and like hair that was very reminiscent of Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> and you just like invade people's games and just like keep on spinning at them. <laughs> Sonic. There's some there's some fun things I've seen in Elden Ring. It's so funny. I just wish it was easier so I could actually play it. It scares me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It scares. Hmm. Right, shall we finish off uh, with a bit of a, bit of a feel-good news, or something for a good cause, should I say? So, uh, just reading it from an article from Video Game Chronicles, uh, Xbox and Gamers Outreach, which I think is like a like a cherry, I think, all around sort of games and stuff, um, have announced a an initiative called Beyond Xbox Therapeutic Play which aims to promote the benefits of gaming as an aid to help facilitate recovery and connection for children in hospitals, which I think sounds wicked. So the initiative aims to show how gaming can support children in hospitals by providing them with a way to play and connect with friends and family. There's a, there's a bit of, sort of, bit of, sort of a short film that they've made for it as well, um, with a 14-year-old uh, who lives with... I'm going to probably butch this. Edgler's Danlos Syndrome? I've never heard it before. It's the first time I've heard of it. Apparently, it's, it's rare. So, But basically, the blog is a lot about, essentially, I suppose, getting video games into hospitals, but also using them as a way of sort of like a... Maybe like therapy for kids, in, in a way, I suppose. But I think that's just... I think it's really good. I think um, anything, stuff like that, that where you can use games to help better people's lives and whatnot is, is always a good thing. I don't know if they have like a plan in place on how they're going to implement it, but it's eventually, essentially just something that they've announced recently. Well, games are good for like cognitive skills and things like that, aren't they? Hand-eye coordination, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, there's always there's stuff like that. Like I, I, always, I always see um, Minecraft being used as an example to help. Mm help stuff like that like i know there's there's quite a few schools in america that use it as, as a form of teaching and sort of it's good for you know cooperative players while helping people out and stuff well that's things used to coming together putting a plan and then building it i think it's really yeah it's creativity and that kind of thing doesn't it oh yeah creativity um stuff like that i think i think other things like it's pro- probably weird but i i could Certainly, see something like typing of the dead would be pretty cool for helping you type in and stuff. 
as much as it's you're typing the word out and then you're shooting a zombie. But <laughs> could be good for you know English and stuff. Yeah. Or a yeah, form of cool. doing doing some form of like that would be pretty cool, I think. Just uh, just going back to like gaming, like helping kids in hospitals and things like that. Um, when I was young, I used to go into hospital fairly frequently, and mm. um, they used to have this television with like a PlayStation on, and uh, they used to wheel it round the ward, and you get half an hour to play like pretty much whatever selection of games they had, and it always used to perk everybody up like having that little t- bit of time just to play games because. Mm. There wasn't too much you could do back then in like the early 2000s, late 90s. You didn't have like your own television or anything like that. So you, all you could do is really lay in bed and just like try and get better. And it just really seemed to perk everybody up like when they got their turn. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. And it's I think it's important for to have that time to like take your mind away from whatever's happening in terms of any ailments you've got, just so you can just relax and have some fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got to ask, what was your game of choice? Mine? Yeah. FIFA 2001. <laughs> of course, of course <laughs> it was. <laughs> or, Why did I ask? Why or, did I ask? If they wheeled around the N64, it would be um, Mario 64. One of them, too. Okay, shall we talk about what we did? Was it last week? It was last week, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, last weekend. My, my memory's terrible. Yes, <laughs> we went to see the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Mm. Cunningly titled Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes. Thoughts? Better I... than the first? Yeah. I think Very it much enjoyed it. Do you think it um, was closer to the lore? Well, the lore of Sonic the Hedgehog than it was the, the first one? I think so. Uh, easily, yeah. I think the the introduction of uh, sort of Tails and Knuckles sort of going through their backstory and sort of how they are somehow relate well obviously not related to Sonic but how their sort of paths converge and stuff was was pretty cool. Um, I think Jim Carrey is just Jim Carrey again, just hammed hammed up as as always. Yeah, proper chewing the scenery as yep. always. Very old school. It's 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 funny because like whenever for me personally, whenever like Jim Carrey was on screen with the animated characters, somehow like he's the most animated <laughs> thing on yeah. screen. I, I don't know how he does it, but he's just he's always just like so mental with his like his mannerisms and obviously his facial expressions that he always has. It's good to just see him doing something that he clearly is, is enjoying doing. Yeah, I I think he's clearly being like given like full rights to just. Oh, not full rights, full reigns to to the robotic character basically do whatever he wants with it, which is it was pretty close to like what robotic is in the games anyway. He's just a dastardly cartoon villain, which Carrie plays to perfection. So he has announced that he's thinking of retiring from acting, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got to appear in the third one, though, hasn't he? He's got to, surely. His last, his final hurrah. You'd, you'd hope yeah, so. You'd, you'd, I don't know who else would play. I kind of hope if, so. If he well, I think they've announced well, that they, they won't recast him. Yeah, I think they've said like if, if he chooses to retire, that's it. They'll they'll come up with something else, mm. which I think is fine because I don't think I'd want anyone else to play Robotnik. Like no, I can't think of no. anyone on top of my head that could be that matches yeah. like what Kerry does. Like, no I one's going to have the energy and enthusiasm like he has. No. Um, I I just wanted if he comes back I want him in a fat suit 
<laughs> yeah, we we got that as a little Easter egg, didn't we? You know, when um, his assistant was going through like all the different like outfits he'd, he'd made for him. I think that there's one of them that there was like a reminiscent of him in like in a fat suit. I think. I don't I think I missed that. Give but we'll, we'll have to go back once it comes out and cherry pick out all the uh, Easter eggs that came up. <laughs> yeah, oh, very enjoyable. Mm. I, I do want the oh, the special mention to Idris Elba. Oh yeah. Oh, oh it, it was it was incredible as Knuckles. I I think he got the character down really well of just uh, just so literally in everything he says. Yeah. Just amazing. Just strong-headed, very just kind of looks forward, doesn't look anywhere else sort of thing. Is everything just a joke to you? And then he says jokes without realizing it, basically. Yeah. Really good. I think a special mention as well to. Um, I'm gonna get her last name wrong, so I'm just gonna say Colleen, who voiced Tails, who's obviously she's like the original voice actor for Tails in the game as well. I think she really, she, it's probably the best version of Tails I think I've seen in like any media because it kind of just gets his character straight away. Like he's just Sonic's his hero, will do anything for him just to me and just. I thought the the friendship between them as well was quite natural. Like where Sonic was just like yeah, just kind of stay out of my way sort of thing and then yeah then he grew quite natural and then seeing all three of them sort of fight towards the end as well was was a pretty cool um visual proper marvel's avengers stuff mm, yeah very impressed with the death egg robot as well i was very mm. impressed with that i thought it was pretty good how how carrie would control it was like with the little fingers and stuff <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was pretty good but no like i think if you're a sonic fan you should absolutely see this thing they've really Turn this around since like the very first trailer of the first film, somehow. Yeah, I mean, certainly up there with uh, the be- one of the best gaming films from memory. I'd probably make an argument. I think it is the best, currently the best video you game think? adaptation. I think so. High praise from the Sonic fan there. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a Sonic <laughs> show on at the moment. So. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to say he's biased, but he's biased. I'm oh. very biased, but then you know. I think you're right. I think I think you maybe will be right. I can't think of Assassin's many of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Mm. Fine, but, but Super but. Mario. <laughs> Do we really want to talk about that? <laughs> maybe maybe one day we'll talk about it. Um, and of course you got the fighting one, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, less than about I, that Mortal I'd Kombat film the better. The animated Street Fighter film, I think you can make an argument for. Yeah. I'm not counting that. We're talking live action. Yeah, if we're talking live action, then I think I, I can't think of anything that goes past. Oh well, the Prince of Persia as well. Then we've forgotten Pikachu. about. <laughs> yeah, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu was that, right? Yeah, Detective was good. At least it's coming from a known Pokemon, though. Yeah, I quite like yeah. it. No, I think Sonic's number one. <laughs> Fair enough. Shall we move on to what we're currently playing? Yeah, why not? Sure. Uh. What Nathan? Kick us off, why don't you? Right. So I've been playing not much stuff. So oh. it honestly, it's been pretty much just FIFA. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> just FIFA. Yeah, I've got right into the joking dolphin career that I started. I've been upgrading mm. the stadium and everything. Okay. Oh yeah, you can do that. Have you yeah. had more success than you did the last time we spoke? Yes, it's been going well. So we've we got promoted out of League Two to 
the first division. We've been promoted out of the first division to the championship. And right now, with about 10 games to go in the season, we're, we are top of the league. And we're on the cusp of the Premier League. Now, I couldn't have done it without all the amazing free transfers that I managed to pick up. Because I don't know why, but my game save seems to be broken because I'm getting like £10 million players in League One for free. And they're about 18 years old, so and they're growing rapidly, so it's fantastic. I can't complain about that. But yeah, it's been good. We've upgraded from a 15,000-seat stadium to currently 30,000. I didn't want to push it too much because we've only got championship football right now, but... When we do get promoted to the Premier League, then we'll see if we can expand the stadium a bit more. Every seat will be filled. Exactly. Obviously. We'll be selling billions of shirts a year. We'll have all the best players. Yeah. I mean, with your with your name on the back, <laughs> there'll be a lot to, to cost a lot. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Just just FIFA. That that's it. Just FIFA. Um, one, one thing I, I do want to, to mention. Story of Nathan's life. Yeah, that's it. Just FIFA. Yeah. When we do the annual thing again, like we did early on, Joe, with the PlayStation stuff, it'll be like 700 hours on FIFA. Yeah. This has been the only one on your list. You won't have a time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How many games have you played this year, FIFA? Um, one thing I would mention is that I went to go and see um, my nephew yesterday and they were playing Simpsons Hit and Run. Absolute classic. Hall of Fame, maybe one day. Anyway, um, so Callum, my nephew, was playing it and we decided to put some cheats in for him so it could like go faster and stuff. And we had some a bit of rigmarole trying to find the option screen because we thought the option screen was the pause screen. So we were holding L1, R1, putting the cheats in, but they just weren't working. And we found that we had to go back to the main, main menu where you select what game mode you want to play. Then you go into the options menu from there, hold L1 and R1, then put your cheat in. So right. what we did, we put the really fast car cheat in. So even with like the worst car, we were just whizzing everywhere. If it, it was fantastic. And he was like, I'm a hacker. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, Callum, these are called cheats. This is what we had back in the day. And uh, funnily enough, um, it, there's a, well, there's, I've got two nephews. He's got um, the older brother one. He um, he said, oh, I know why you can't get the cheats working. It's because they've patched it. I'm like, this is PlayStation 2, mate. We didn't have patches. Wow. And it just made me feel so old that they were yeah. coming up with these suggestions. <laughs> like, oh, like things have, now I'm a hacker. <laughs> that's it. Things have moved on. Wow. Things have changed. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny. He, he managed to get the rocket car with the really fast cheat as well. And in two hits, it was on fire. It just destroyed it. <laughs> the, there is a cheat that uh, you could use to make your cars invincible, but we didn't put that one on for him. So, but yeah, he enjoyed himself. And then um, he decided to come off the game, but he didn't save it. So he was absolutely devastated. But, but yeah, that, that was funny. Enjoyed watching him play that. I had a little go myself. But yeah, that, that's literally it for me. Watch somebody play Simpsons Hit and Run. Played a ton of FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. Don't need no else. Definitely not. Right. Well, on, on to yourself, Mark. What have you been playing? Okay. So, um, I'll start with a, a 
bit downbeat, really. Because uh, firstly, there was some sad news recently, and that was uh, the passing of Mohamed Fahmy, who was the creator and writer of the game Coffee Talk. Mm. Now, Coffee Talk is a game that I played a long time ago, uh, in the early days of this pod. I think I remember speaking about it. Yeah. And basically in it, you run a coffee shop in a fictionalised version of Seattle, where it is inhabited by fantasy races such as elves, mermaids, werewolves, as well as humans, etc. But everyone coexists and they all share like uh, human-like qualities. And in the game, you listen to like the stories of your patrons and occasionally you make a drink for them. So when I heard about this news, I thought, oh yeah, that was a that was a really nice game. That so I decided to jump back on it, and I, I didn't go through the story again because well I've already done that. But I found there was an endless mode section, and there's one called Free Brew, and you just create your own concoctions and serve them up. Uh, but what interested me the most was a challenge mode that I found. So here you compete against the clock uh, to get as many correct orders out as you can. So it gives you like one minute to make as many correct drinks as you can, and each correct drink served like gets you bonus time. So I was getting the hang of this, so it's like uh, they asked for honey milk chocolate. So easy. Chocolate, honey milk, boom. Cinnamon lemon tea, you know, not a problem, sir. Tea, cinnamon, lemon. There you go, pal. At this point, I was like feeling really quite clever myself. Can I have a Shingai matcha, please? Excuse me? What? <laughs> uh, what now? Uh, right, okay. So I had no idea. So I just started like chucking random stuff in the cup. Um, and then before you serve it, it always, it always tells you like what you've made. So it's like, uh, you made a green tea latte. It's like, no, no, that's that's not what I'm after. You made a gingerbread coffee. No, no, that's not what I'm after. And then, of course, time runs out. And I was made to look a fool. Um, but it was fun. And I also found out it's getting a sequel later this year, which makes me happy. I wasn't aware of that. Oh, good. So that was my endeavours with that. Now, back to our adventures for last week. So we went, so last week we went to the, the Treehouse Board Game Cafe here in Sheffield. Shout out to them. No. Uh, there, we played a board game called Ticket to Ride. I think it's fair to say we probably didn't fully understand what we were doing. <laughs> uh, but we gave it a shot, and I think I think we all enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was Apart fun. from me picking up too many of those station cards and decimating my <laughs> score, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I went and bought the video game version of it. It was, a, it was on a deal, so I thought... Because I quite like the game, I'll get some bit of practice in and all that. Uh, mm, now, yeah. now we played the European version, didn't we? Yeah. At the cafe. But um, the video game version, the base one of that is the American one. It's just like between the American cities. You can buy other boards as well for like £3.29 or something like that. So if you want that yeah. European one, etc. It's quite a lot of boards, actually. Um, but the basics of the game, if you don't know what it is, is that you could try and claim train routes between destinations and each player has set ones to try and claim which score bigger points. I think that's a general rule. So, so I'm playing against four other people. Well, computer players. I'm not playing real people. I'm not that stupid. Um, I started off well, so I got my two smaller loops down. Nice to get them. And then it all went downhill from there when I tried to claim my long route. So every time I was about to claim what I needed, the computer jumped in and nicked it. Which <laughs> I wasn't happy about. So, in the end, I got my arse handed to me, uh, finishing fifth after five places. So, yeah. So, this is, the winner got 97, second was 81, third 60, 453, me, 24. 
Nice. Hey, it's yeah. 20 points more than I got when we played the board game, so you've done well. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I didn't do too well there. But there was no difficulty setting either, which, which annoyed me. It's like, let's just whack it out easy, please. Maybe I should have just played it as one person. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I played... You should have won. Well, I don't You'd know lost <laughs> Yeah, I would have lost that one. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, I played one other game. So this is called Raw, The Adventures of Rampage Rex. Okay. okay. So this is a kaiju brawler. Okay. okay. You know, think Godzilla, etc. That kind of thing. Where you play as a T-Rex called Sue. Sue right. gets rudely woken up from her sleep uh, by noise above ground. She sleeps underground, uh, which upsets her. Uh, she gets angry and then just goes on a rampage. And it turns out there's an invading alien force. Uh, so you go on the warpath to try and destroy them. And you run around either chomping or whipping them with your tail. You can roll, dodge, uh, even jump, which is impressive for a T-Rex. Um, I don't know if it is, but the environment feels a bit procedurally generated. It's, it, to be honest, it's a game that I wouldn't be surprised to find in something like Dreams. That's what it made. Um, it's crap. There's no other way to say it. It's it's, <laughs> oh, it's crap. Um, I thought you'd found some like hidden gem then. No, it's it's dull, repetitive. Uh, five minutes of playing it, and I was I, I knew everything I needed to know about it. It's just just stay away. It's just absolute bobbins. Um, yeah. So. I mean, it so seems so on. hopeful when you talk yeah. about Sue the T Rex. I'm like, I'm invested yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. The story sounds great, but the actual gameplay is absolute garbage. Uh, um, yeah. What, what what attracted you to it? T Rex, isn't it? T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Fair enough. That's all, that's all you need. T Rex. It looked cool on the surface, but I didn't see the gameplay. Uh, maybe I should have looked at the gameplay beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have to watch a video of it now. Oh, it's. it's no, don't. Don't waste your time, man. <laughs> it's, it's absolute bobbins. W- would you consider streaming it for us, Mark? So we can have a little look. It'd be an extremely short stream, I'll tell you that. Not as short as mine. <laughs> well, uh, maybe. Yeah, I was expecting more. And then, to be honest, I probably should have looked at reviews. But anyway, that's me. <laughs> Go on, Matt. That's... What you've been playing? What have I been playing? Um, so I thought I'd dedicate a little, a little time to our adventures, sort of last weekend again, because. I mean, before before we went over to the treehouse, we did go to a little cafe that we we like to go to called the Extra Life Gaming Cafe. Um, shout out to them, them as well. Yeah, yep. really nice little gaming cafe. Um, so I suppose for us to get into the the, the Sonic mood for later on, uh, we'd have oh, a yes. little go. We'd <laughs> have a little go. I put this on... out of my memory. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, there'd be a reason why you would. Um, yeah. So we had a little go on a PS2 title called Sonic Riders. Mm. Um, which is essentially what if Sonic skateboarded, basically, or hoverboarded. Yeah, Sonic on a hoverboard. Um, yeah, so um, it's definitely a tile of its time. I'll, I'll say that. Like the controls do feel a bit like you're fighting against them a bit. Um, maybe more so for Mark than any of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like um, getting off your board. I kept pressing that board. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I was just running most of the way. Yeah. 
I, I think I think for a lot of it, it was just sort of for whatever reason your carriage would slow down to a point where it would end up getting off his board, so you had to like build the speed back up. Um, yeah. I I sort of took advantage of seeing so like you and Nathan played first, which was a thing. Um, Embarrassing. Yeah, that's what it was. Something that was just great, watching. <laughs> it was it was good for the neutrals, or maybe not. Um, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't good for the riders either. Um, but I noticed, like, so when, like, when I came up to playing against you, I noticed in, like, your game that um, whenever the computer seemed to get ahead, there was this, like, gush of wind that was always happening that seemed to give you, like, a speed boost, sort of catch-up sort of thing. So, like, when I risked you, I just immediately went on the speed boost thing. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to abuse this mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't win. I think I came fourth at some point, but it was, it was a bit hard to beat the computer so um anyway. outside of that uh a couple of things that i've been playing um so i took a break from this series from the last couple of pods um just so i didn't kind of get fatigued from it and knowing that i was going to be playing a part of a series that is considered probably like the oldest now um in terms of Engine-wise, anyway. So, I have picked up uh, Yakuza 3. Um, so, I've been going through that. I'd say that did uh, sound like a long break. Yeah, it, it, it did seem like it. Because I pretty much, like, as soon as I finished Yakuza 2, I was like, right, I'm going to go to Jedi Fallen Order. You need to complete that, because I've not completed it yet. And I'll use this as, like, the, the, go- uh, the gap stop. Didn't know what I was going to say at that point. Um, so yeah, so just go through because it's free. Um, so this picks up pretty much three years after Yakuza 2, um, which was, I think, was like the actual real life break between the games. So I think because the, the Yakuza games sort of story seems to be set in the year that it came out. So Yakuza 1 was set in 2005, Yakuza 2 was set in 2006. Um, I think Yakuza 0 is the only one that's kind of gone backwards, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's only about 10 years or so difference, I think. So Yakuza 3 is set in 2009. But there's a stark difference when I'm going from Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is on the latest Dragon Engine, to probably their oldest engine, yeah. Yakuza 3. Because Yakuza 3 is the first game that... well. Three, four, and five are the games that come come out on the remastered collection that they did. Yeah. So all they've done is remastered, not done so any. So this wasn't the Dragon Engine, was it? No. Um. So the Dragon Engine started with Yakuza Six, I think. And went yeah. On. Six Zero, Kiwami One, Kiwami Two. No, actually, it's not. So they made a new engine for five, which they then used for Zero and Kiwami. And then they had right. a Dragon Engine, which is, what, 6, Kiwami, 2, 7, and the Judgment games work on. Yeah, right. Because Kiwami 2 is the, the first one that I've played, where you could go freely into buildings without any loading screen. I mean, you couldn't do that in Kiwami Orb 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there seems to be a gap between engines at, at what point. Like, they upgraded at 5, which is, what, 0 and Kiwami 1 use, and then once you get to 6, is the first time the Dragon Engine gets used. Um, but that's 
that's those games. This is, you know, we're talking about Yakuza 3, which is, I suppose, technically now on the oldest engine. And it definitely shows. Um, is it jarring? Is it off-putting? A little bit. Like, um, Kamurocho, where most of the games are kind of set in the fictional city in Japan, um, looks very different in this game compared to all other games. Like, there's... There's one building that's like full in like pink and s- sprinkled shapes or stuff. It's very weird. It's a very weird looking building to see. Um, gameplay wise, is pretty much Yakuza. I, I don't know what to say gameplay wise. Um, <laughs> weird that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll find when you're playing uh, Yakuza, I think pretty much gameplay more or less does pretty much stays the same. Um, so, how does combat feel in relation to the other ones? Combat's not too bad. Um, I did find it was a little harder to break away from the person I was aiming at So when I'm in a combo. So, like, in like the previous games that I've played, they all seem a little bit more updated in that, like, when you're, when you're in a combo, you can quite quickly suddenly just change direction to another enemy mid combo hmm. whereas this one you can do that but it does feel a little bit more restrictive in the kind of where you can do that um and the, the oh aiming seems to be a little a little off it's not quite not quite there but it's it's not too bad it's it's manageable um the the heat moves as well seem a bit a bit dated like they're, they're very kind of basic kind of just stamp person on head or kick them while they're down and send them flying and whatnot. Um, it's, it's not too bad. I still like the story. Like I'm pretty much playing this one purely for kind of story basis at this point. I'm trying to yeah. get through the story as quick as possible um, and trying to be less distracted by sub-stories. Um, they are kind of the best bit, though. Yeah, they, they they are they are. Um, I feel like they're they're a little bit basic in this one though. Like there's been no, a lot right. of just kind of oh something I've had something stolen then you find the person then you beat them up and then you you get the thing and you go back and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean there is there is still some pretty good stuff in it. Like I, I do like the main story where um basically um Kuyu is kind of retired at this point and has gone over to ok- Okinawa. And has like his own um, orphanage kind of place where he's looking after about six six or eight kids. And th- there is quite a, quite a touching story actually between two kids. I'll, I'll not sort of spoil much here, but there's it's still it's, the accuser games weirdly like when you, when you see them from the outside, you think oh they're just like maybe like a being brawler, mm. and it's just about the Yakuza. Like what, yeah. what more do you want? Just but when you actually, cry. Yeah, just Japanese crime and stuff. And then when you actually play into it, there is a, there is a lot of like heart and soul to the story that you don't quite realise is there. Yeah. Which um which is the thing that's actually probably surprised me a lot of these games is what's kept me coming back to them. Like there's they've got really good good well told stories. And also the the mental um sub stories as well. Uh, yeah, so just going through Q3 there. Um, enjoying it so far, so I'm going to go through that. 
I've been continuing with Fortnite. Uh, so they've, they've now got to a point where now there's essentially sort of two game modes. There's the original Fortnite where you've got the building in and then you've got the updated sort of zero build um, game mode now. And I've been purely sticking with the zero build stuff because I've been really enjoying it. Just because I feel like my, my strength in Fortnite is the shooting. So I'm, I'm pretty good at that part. Building, I'm just terrible. I'm just, yeah, I'll put up one wall where you can just do Tower of Doom or whatever you want to do. Um, Have you tried to build something in it and then realised you couldn't? No, funnily enough, I've not gotten confused at all. I've just been like straight. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna hide hide in buildings and, and pop off anyone who decides stupidly enough to come in um, come into them, I should say. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been enjoying that. Uh, really, all I've been doing, all, all I've really been focusing on is sort of the missions and stuff. So like. Now you've got like missions and quests to do and you can focus on instead of being purely based on trying to get first. You can just like do all these missions and whatnot if you wanted to. Um, which has been pretty cool. I've, I've liked some of the missions um, and getting some of the characters unlocked and stuff. So like the focus on this season is at the end of it, I think, is Doctor Strange. Although recently they've put on the marketplace um, a, a bundle for Assassin's Creed characters, um, which I may or may not have bought. I will not divulge on that. Uh, <laughs> but they do have like they've got Ezio and the is it I Ivor the the female version in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So that's cool. Well, they're both called Ivor, aren't they? I think the mainland female. Yeah, they're both called that. Um, but I think they've I think canon. Yeah, I think canon-wise they've gone with female, I think. Potentially, I don't know. They always get confusing once they start splitting between the genders and which one's meant to be the real one. They're both the real one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so having fun that, got a couple of victories there. Um, the only other... Just, just casually throws that one in there. Yep, just, just yeah. A couple, couple of victories there. Well, you know, I'll, I'll send a couple of recordings that I've done for them. Uh... <laughs> Show off. Yeah. Yep. Not bragging much. Um, so the only other new game that I've been playing um, this time around uh, has been Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Ooh. Um, so I absolutely adored the original complete, in quotation, saga <laughs> at the time. Not so complete, I guess. Not so complete anymore. Anymore. So um, I really enjoyed adored it, um, loved the cutscenes where they had to be a bit more creative creative with how they you know, did the cutscenes without voicing or stuff, just mumbles yeah, it was more slapstick, um, wasn't it? yeah, uh, everything was slapstick which which is funny and, um, I think I I want to say I 100%ed it but I never got like the full game score for it for some reason Something was missing. I, I can't remember what it was. I was like one achievement off finishing it, which shows you how much it. I, I, I like the Lego games in general, like the other ones. Um, the Mar- Marvel ones, I've not been, funnily enough, not been able to get into. I don't know why. I never really got far into the Marvel ones, but like I completed Batman, the Batman ones. I like the Batman ones. I've kind of lost track of what I've played and which I haven't. Cause yeah. Because I know we've got the, um, you know, the Jurassic World one. Mm. I know I've not played that. 
I know I've got a Marvel one that I've not played. Have I've got, got the... a, Mar- a couple of Marvel ones I've not played. DC Villains, I've not played that one. That came on PS4. Yeah, it was on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've downloaded that. I've not tried it yet. Um, because there's like tried... so many of them. Yeah, I can't I've... remember which ones I've done. I've not tried the Lord of the Ring ones. I've not tried any of the Harry Potter ones. I haven't either. Um, I didn't do any of the Indiana Jones ones either. But Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, there's them as well. Um, so many, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Just I think, now you start thinking about it, it's like Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, we'll come back to the Skywalker one. So this is so this is like the the latest one, the the first one next gen, current gen consoles. I should probably say now. Um, graphically, it is a looker. It is really pretty. Um, all the different locales that they've got um, are done really well in this. Um, I do like that. I do like that more of the indoor interiors are more Lego looking than than they previously have done. Because like a lot of a lot of when they've done locales, pretty much just kind of almost sort of real life, and then you've got Lego stuff that stands out to kind of tell you what's brick or what's not. Um, whereas in this, like it's 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 like that on if you go into like an outdoor stuff, but as soon as you go sort of indoor any interiors, a lot of it is Lego fine, which I really like. And they've right. done really well on that kind of stuff. Um the the gameplay is a little bit more revamped as well, so they've got like a a bit of like a combat system, so instead of kind of button mashing um sorry, button bashing, you can now do little combos and stuff. Um so you can do like a bash circle could shoot them or something, X, uppercut them in the air, and then you can do, like, a combo in the air and whatnot. Um, it's almost a bit like Devil May Cry, in a way. Like, I've, I've seen this, this, there's a video of someone being able to do, like, an infinite combo on, like, a, a child Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I think <laughs> I heard about that. Uh, Is it something that they've been able to use it for, like, um, speed bumps, that kind of thing? Jumping over bits? Yeah, there. you can use it so you can get to, like, heights and stuff yeah. and whatnot. Um and you can only do it with, like, child Lego characters, I think. I think that'll be patched, won't it? No, surely you've got yeah, to You can't be kicking crap funny. out of children forever, can you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like in Skywalker. I mean, he needs... You know, Harsh. Well, actually, no, it's not. He, he, needs, he, he needs teaching some manners before he <laughs> changes future somehow. Um, but no, I really like it. I also like um, that... So, so certain points where you have to travel between planets, you can actually go into space and do like dog dog fights with other tie fighters and whatnot, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, so that's good. Um, and they've also got like a they've got like a like an upgrade system where you can upgrade different classes and like the their different little powers and whatnot they've got. Right. So you can do you can do stuff like. Um, it's like with an astromech, if you do like a, what they call like a butt stomp, where you jump in the air and then you press circle and it like stomps the ground. It can electrify the enemies around them as well if you upgrade that, which is pretty cool. I it's just like, there seems to be like a lot of depth in a Lego game, which is strange, but also kind of welcome, I suppose. 
Um, and they've split the, the levels now. So like, um, so you can start, you can start any trilogy you want, but you can't pick what episode you want. You've got to like, you either start episode one, episode four, episode seven, and you have to unlock the various yeah. episodes afterwards. Um, so I decided I'll start with the original trilogy because that's how I was introduced to Star Wars. You know, got the original trilogy. Now I'm working. I've gone through them. Now I'm just working through the prequel trilogy at the moment. So I'm on Attack of the Clones uh, at this moment in time. So I've just chased Django into um, Genosis. If you've watched the films, you'll know what that means. If you've not, probably I'll just talk to gibberish. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I like overall, I'm really enjoying it. Really like the quality of it. Um, I think Star, Lego Star Wars was like the favorite of mine out of all the Lego games they've done. So just going through them again and seeing how they replicate the, the cutscenes now with voice acting. So they got like the voice acting from, I think everyone that were in the Clone Wars animated series. So, um, which I think adds better to the cutscenes than just taking the snippets from the films themselves because that's the thing is, if it was taken from the films they, wouldn't they, there'd be no room for comedy really wouldn't there well that's it it'd be, it'd be a little bit more difficult to make the cutscenes feel comedy wise because what, yeah. what they do in this one is they'll take certain lines from the cutscenes but arrange them in a different way um, so an example is in Empire Strikes Back, when Han, Leia, and C-3PO, Chewie, and all that land in Cloud City, um, they get greeted by Lando, who gets a bit, you know, smitten with Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they've recreated, they've recreated that in Lego Star Wars, but instead of being smitten with Leia, um, for whatever reason, C-3PO has like a wig on. And he says that line to C-3PO, which makes it quite funny. Because like, all the, like, Leia's just like, what? <laughs> like, all right. So, it's, uh, they've recreated the scenes really well. They've, they've done it quite well. Like, another funny one as well, when you're, um, when you defeat Darth Vader in episode six with Luke. And then. Spoilers. Whoa, whoa. I suppose, <laughs> I suppose these are spoilers for 30 year olds. Is it 30? 40? No, 50. 40. 40 to 50 year old films you end up starting to have to fight um, the Emperor who initially uses sort of force lightning on Luke but here it's just like he, he just has like Lego versions of him and he's just like he's just stood there not actually doing anything he like tries to throw them at Luke <laughs> as all like is the Lego pieces which is quite funny but no um, really enjoying this look forward to, to doing more of it and Perhaps 100%. I don't know. It's um, once you get through all the episodes, it's, it starts becoming a very, very grindy game at that point. <laughs> Trying to collect all the studs and mini figs and whatnot. So I'll get through it. I'm sure. I think every Lego game I've played, I've platinum. I don't know if I'd be able to do this one. It's, it's it, long... seems, it seems very big compared to the other ones. Mm. Well, so what they've done for each level now, so the, do you know how I used to, you collect so many studs in a level and you don't, you get like the, uh, a red brick for completing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, they've 
they've done the same here, but they've split into like three different parts now. So you, you collect what's called Kyber bricks, um, which you use to um, use for upgrades and whatnot. So they split into three different pieces. You get a Kyber brick for each one, and then you get Kyber brick for completing the level. You get Kyber brick for collecting all the mini figs. So yeah. I think that's been in every Lego game. Yeah. Um, but then you also got to do like free challenges in the level as well. Um, but they don't tell you what what I don't think they tell you what they are when you first play the level. I've, I've not actually ever checked it. But yeah. there'll be some something like never get hit um, in a in a ship or something. But there's I've only ever like done completed it all once. I think that was in a boss fight, and I, I wasn't actively going after them because I didn't know what they were. Yeah. But they're splitting them all and stuff, so it's um it's gonna take a while, but I, I think I definitely like to try and get it done and get it platinum. So maybe it'll take a while, as all Lego games do. Right. Shall we do a question? Yeah, go on then. Let's have a question. Right. Hopefully I've got this right. But I think the question that we had this time round was, what has been the worst level you've ever played? Mm, indeed. Um, shall I go first? Ah, go on then. I'll go first. Um, right. This is actually quite hard for me because when you say worst level, I could probably think of a lot of different things. And what really defines what worst level is, you know, is it just is it bad to play or is it is it difficulty or whatnot? Um, and I wanted to try and avoid being a bit cliche on this because it could just say War Temple from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. But I wanted to avoid that because I actually don't think it's it's tedious. But I wouldn't say it's bad per se so I, I was actually trying to look through online like what games I played and like what worst like bad levels they were from and there was one that actually I saw and stuck right into my mind because I absolutely hated this as, as a kid because it was absolutely finicky in in terms of platforming wise and I really hated it so the game is The Lion King on okay. Mega Drive. And the level, I believe, was called, um, can't, what was it? Can't wait to see a king or something like that. Well, there's a song which is, I just can't wait to be king. I think that was it. I can't, yeah, can't wait to be king, I think is what the level ended up being called. Because I think the song <laughs> actually plays yeah. in it. Yeah, this is coming from someone who had the, uh, the soundtrack with the Elton John song. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I remember um, so, that. So what was the level? So basically it is a platforming nightmare from start to finish of basically going going along, jumping on tree branches and being tossed around the level by monkeys, basically, is what it is. And also there's giraffes that you have to like jump on and jump over and whatnot. And also rhinos that get very finicky on your hitbox and where you're actually standing and stuff. Yeah. Because you, you've got like a, I think there's like a, a, you've got a small time frame of jumping from one off, off the other before they just sink. But I think a lot of it for me was the, probably the, the giraffes were very terrible in terms of 
where you need to be stood until you eventually just kind of lowered the head and you'd slide off and whatnot. It was, it was annoying. It was really annoying for child me. Um, and also it being quite puzzly as well, because there's, there's, there's certain points where you have to get thrown around by the monkeys and you go all different kind of directions. And there's certain ones that you have to climb up to um, and roar at to get them to change their position so they would then throw you somewhere else. Right. And that took forever for me. Like, it's, it just, it, it really annoyed the hell out of me, just how finicky it, the whole level was for me. The song was fine. The first few times it played, and then <laughs> started getting very annoying as I could not complete a level for the longest of times. Um, is that a did it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great song. Really like it. Outside of the game. Once. Um, <laughs> once. Once you're hearing it on repeat because you can't complete a level and getting frustrated at where, which monkeys you need to change to get to where you need to be. Absolutely awful. And the the game itself is difficult as well. Like I think that and Aladdin was known as like some of the most difficult platforming games for that generation. Absolutely. Disney, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Disney. Mm, yeah. Uh, right. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna you, Mark. What, what was your worst level? Ah, oh, mine. Okay, mine's mine is probably cliche, but I I have to say it. I have to because it just it's Black it, Flag, no, isn't it? No, I'm just kidding. no. <laughs> well, it's not a level, is it? It's that was a, technically not a bit. But oh, this this man. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to 1999. Okay, where an early teenage Mark was playing his original PlayStation and having the time of his life. Um, then he gets a new game called Driver. Oh, okay. I think I see where this might be going. Driver is a game where you play a undercover cop who infiltrates a criminal organisation uh, as a wheelman, or getaway driver, or whatever you want to call him. At the start of the game, there's a tutorial level where you find yourself in an underground car park behind oh, no. the wheel of a car. I know where this is going. <laughs> the idea of this bit is you have to convince this organisation to hire you by showing off your driving skills. So the game says, show me what you've got. And a one minute timer just starts. So in the corner is a checklist of manoeuvres you have to perform in that minute. And there's nine manoeuvres on that list, right? And they are burnout, handbrake, slalom, 180 degrees, 360 degrees, reverse 180 degrees, speed, brake test, lap. There's no explanation at all as to what all any of them mean, right? So the game doesn't explain how to actually do any of them, which is kind of the point of a tutorial. I kind of, it's just, it's just go on then. Um, actually, no, there is a, a video which I believe is on a pause menu that goes through them, but like it's, it, the video is in like real time. So it's just this car whizzing around this car park, just randomly frenetically showing all the button prompts at once. So it's like a, a speed run of basically this thing. Mm. It's not a human doing that. It's that's completely programmed. You know, no, no one. In, it's stupid. Uh, nobody could ever follow those instructions. It is ridiculously hard, right? Like proper hard for numerous reasons. 
So you could so you could quite easily just run out of time. Got it? Uh, if you hit objects like pillars or parked cars uh, three times, that's it. It's, you've got to restart. And then the, wor- the worst bit is the game would quite regularly not even register moves that you're positive you've done. Right? It was just such an exp- infuriating experience. Anybody who plays it knows exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, Dark Souls ain't got note on this, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> but do you know what the big kick in the coordinates was? The final insult. It was that if you could not complete this tutorial, you could not play the rest of the game. It locks you from the whole freaking game. So effectively, you were put through a driving test before you are allowed to play it. Well, it's now, called driver, isn't it? Now, can you, can you imagine buying this at full price at launch and you couldn't get out of a bleeding car park at the start of the game? Forever stuck in the, like this purgatory where you paid thirty quid for the privilege. You know? <laughs> no, I, th- I think when we got it, like me and my brother, we, I think we just kept taking it in turns about like trying to get through it, and then I think by some miracle one of us managed to do it. And then it's just like save the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want to never, <laughs> Yeah, I've never come across anything quite like it since. And the thing is, driving is actually a pretty decent game. You know, <laughs> once you get back through that, it's actually quite a good game, but. This was just in- unbelievably idiotic. Worst level in gaming. I'm I'm actually quite angry just thinking about it. To be honest, it's just, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I hate it. I tried it again last night. Couldn't do it. And I've 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 got better at games. I mean, I'm not great at games, but I've certainly got better. And I just, I just well, evidently not. Well, well done, yeah, clearly not. Well, I mean, well, shoot your face. But <laughs> <laughs> in fact, well, to be honest, you might be right because I think I've done even worse. I, I don't think I even managed to do two things of these nine things last night. Just pathetic. It's it's awful. I don't know what they were thinking. I feel like I I, I remember this as well. I feel like yeah. I've, I've somehow like erased it from the minds, and then you brought it back, and then I've been like, actually, yeah, you know what? Is most I don't I don't think I I probably played more of the driver demo because you actually got to do stuff <laughs> yeah. in the demo than the actual game. I was just like, you know what? Nope. I think I, I, I probably tried it three times. I was like, you know what? Never again. <laughs> That's how they suckered you in. Really good demo. <laughs> then this yeah. baptism of fire at the beginning of the yeah. game. It's just, they could have easily just done like, don't put it timed, you know, or just don't let it lock you out the rest of the game. It's just, they could have gone with either of them options, but this was just the worst. The worst. Hate it. Ruined my life back in 1999. That's where it all went wrong. Yeah. Butterfly <laughs> effect. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Nathan. What's your worst level in gaming? Worst level. So this particular level has stopped me from being a child to this very day from completing a game that I absolutely adore. And it's actually, well, it's a game that I played as my... I talked about as my earliest video game memory as well, so we're going deep here. So it's a level on Crash Bandicoot, the original. Okay. I know what he's going to talk about. Do you? Does it involve a certain bridge? Oh, no, please don't. (laughs) It it does, it does. Um, So the level is Road to Nowhere, and it was Road to Nowhere because I've not been able to do it even to this very day. It's horrible. So that's, that's a very fitting name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel like Max and Paddy. Anyway, um, so yeah, 
Crash has to get across this bridge. Um, but in doing so, there's on this bridge, there's lots of slats that break. There's hogs that come after you. There's turtles you need to bounce on to get to these other slats that are going to break before you jump. And I'm not very good at platforming games. I'm probably not very good at any game. I'm all right at FIFA, but apart from that. But this, it just it gets to me. Because by the time I get to that point in the game, I've normally got about 30, 35 lives. Uh, and I can't even get across the bridge and they're all gone. I, I don't know. It must be some misprogramming in my brain. I just can't do it. So it starts off fairly easy, you get your first checkpoint. And then after that, it's it's, it's when the hogs start coming. And hogs. you've got to jump over them to then jump again. Mm. And I can just about do that bit. And I'm a bit stressed at this stage, but th- that's okay. Because there's still... I've still got room in the tank, but it's when you've got to bounce on those tortoises or turtles to get onto these slats that are a bit further away. I can never judge that properly. So I always like jump into oblivion and that's what takes all my lives away. And <laughs> it's just it's just horrible. I, I watched somebody do it perfectly this morning and I were like, no, this is not possible. I, I, I imagine you two have done it. I've I've tried it on the. Ha, you think I've done it? <laughs> Give over, pal. Probably. <laughs> I know Matt's definitely done it. Um, I tried it on the reignite. Was it the reignite trilogy? Insane, insane trilogy, trilogy. Sorry. Yeah, that was it. I tried it on the insane trilogy, and that was even worse because because of where they put the hit boxes, they've rounded mm. out the hit boxes. So yeah, yeah, you, that that you, did not go well. Like inch, you've got to be like not even inch, like pixel perfect in the. Insane Trilogy. Yeah. Um, it's on the original game and on the Insane Trilogy. That's the bit that I get to and that's the bit where it stops for me. So what, what I had to do to get past it is to find the code for me to bypass oh. the level um, <laughs> and then continue with yeah, the game. Have you, have you not tried, tried cheesing it on the, uh, on the ropes? You can jump on the on ropes. On the ropes? Yeah. I know you can, but I've never been able to master getting onto the ropes. Oh. I say it's a lot worse with, on the Insane Trilogy because of the rounded hitboxes on there as well. You end, uh, nine yeah. times out of ten, you end up slipping off. <laughs> so. I need, I need to give it another go because, well, as you probably know, I'd recently bought Crash Bandicoot. Well, I got the game itself, so I might try it again and see if I can vanquish that demon. But it's just stressful just thinking about getting to that point again and watching all my lives just flash before my eyes <laughs> and then cortex coming in laughing at me i mean he's got a point because i'm rubbish but <laughs> yeah we, we not uh we not your lovely wife try it no no i can't deal with that right. if she did it i wouldn't hear the end of it <laughs> i'm divorced right now as soon as she's finished <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, I'll um, I might give it a try at some point again, see if I can do it. But yeah, that that was the bit. It traumatized me as a kid. It traumatizes me now. Yeah, that that is the worst level for me. I'm gonna throw in an honorary mention. So Ooh. I'm gonna take the library from Halo. <laughs> oh, with all, is that was, with all the, the flood? flood? Mm-hmm. Hated that. Not because of the flood necessarily, but because I just found that level confusing. 
everything looked the same. And the bit where they yeah. come, I couldn't work out how to get out of there. And it took me ages. I was just running around, just like non-stop flood, just chasing after me. It's just like, <laughs> the... oh, me ammo's so low now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the anniversary edition does does a lot better in, in sort of signpost and where you, where you need to be going. But it's, it's a hard level. <laughs> it's a hard level. It's more just like directions. It wasn't quite yeah. like difficulty or anything that bothered me. It's just I just couldn't find work out where I was supposed to go because everywhere looked the same to me. <laughs> you know, on, on that actually, um, I do have a bit of an honourable mention of my own. Go on. One one word that that annoyed me and stopped me playing this game, or even completing it for at least how long have been? Five plus years at least. Ravenholm. Oh. In Half-Life 2. Ooh. You think it's the worst level? Worst level for me, yeah. <laughs> Purely on, on one, one part where I think you're in, you're in some sort of kind of house type thing. And you, you make your way downstairs. And there's some boxes kind of blocking the front, front door. I was like, oh, okay, that, that should be, that should be simple. I'll just, you know, get my crowbar and just mm. whack them. Um, and then something else decides to to destroy them, <laughs> which made me pause the game and and never come back to it until like five years later. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you've played the level, you might know what they are. Um, so there's these head crab enemies. They're, they're probably the most iconic enemies in, in Half Life. Normally, they're, they're fine. You know, they're just weird, white little crab creatures. Um, yeah. But Ravenholm decides to go to one extreme and extend both kind of four legs and also make them the colour black. Which to a younger kind of 16, 18-year-old nephew that was playing this at the time, if I can remember the age correctly, um, Invoked images that I did not want to have, uh, yeah. and made them very, should we say, spider-like in their design. And I never got past that level until much, much later in life, where I was like, yeah, I think maybe I can try and brave this at this point. <laughs> but initially, they were, they were just, yeah, and I'm still not. <laughs> Thankfully, I have completed Half-Life 2, which I was thankful for because it is a very, very good campaign. Very unique first-person campaign. Hall of Fame. Um, I don't even know why you said that. Actually. Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame game. Yeah, I think we did mention. Sorry, but yeah, I, it took me a good good number of years to come back to that. Yeah, the only honourable mention I've got is FIFA 22. Oh yeah, what about that? What? Just just the game. Just just the game. <laughs> just, just the game. Like a level. Just FIFA 22. Just FIFA yeah. 22. I love it and hate it so much. So there you have it. That's our least favourite levels in game. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release by weekly and Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Ta-ra. Goodbye.